Don't Do That, a podcast that discusses romantic relationships, familiar relationships, friendships, and most importantly, the relationship with yourself. I'm Parker. And I'm Angel. And today we are talking about boundaries. Angel's very excited about this episode, guys. Yeah, I couldn't sleep last night. Is that dorky? That's so dorky. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, well, you should go ahead and start us off. Yeah, so I think that this is a topic that we've kind of like brushed over in a couple of other episodes, you know, about how important it is to have boundaries and, but we haven't really gone through nice, easy steps of how to do that. So I'd say the first one is looking to see if you need boundaries in your life, you know, because sometimes the signs are a little difficult to tell that you're lacking some. So the first one that I always look for is, are you feeling overwhelmed by a certain friendship or relationship? Because I think when we think boundaries, and you actually put this, we determine it only to be romantic. Yeah, for sure. And like, because I think romantic relationships are just a whole lot of boundaries that you've set up with another person. And like, Mm -hmm. Are, is that person respecting those boundaries? And I think that's kind of like where it all comes together. The respect part of it. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the hardest boundaries to set are probably either with yourself mm. or I think the most difficult would be with friends. Because family to me is really easy because you know, you spent your whole life with them. I have an easy time talking to them. Um, But like for some people, I bet you family is probably the hardest people to set boundaries with. So. Yeah, I think with family and even with friends, there's like this idea that because they're there for you, you should just kind of put up with whatever. Yeah, which is crazy. I, I like definitely am not the of the mindset that like family you know, oh, they're family. You have to love them. I'm not really, I don't think that's real. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of a generational thing too. Yeah. Because that's an argument I have with my mom where it's like, you should respect me because I'm your mom. And I'm like, no, I think I should respect you because you respect me. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. As a, as a new mom, I think about um, like those kind of boundaries that I want to set with Clay mm-hmm. in the future whenever he's older. And even, like, you know, whenever he becomes of just, like, decision-making age Mm. of, like, you know, you don't have to hug relatives if you don't want to. You don't have to, like, hug me if you don't want to. You don't have to, like, even now, I feel like I don't force him to eat certain foods if he doesn't want to. Like, he's just not feeling it. So I think about boundaries a lot in that context of like being a parent as well, because my parents are old school, like your mom and had boundary and respect issues with me for sure. Yeah, definitely. Which can be really frustrating. Like I know one thing was knock before you open my door, you know, such a simple boundary. 
yeah, it's like I'm not doing anything nefarious behind here, but it's just nice to know that my space is mine. Right. And and just because like, yeah, I mean, parents are required. They legally have to provide you with shelter. And there's no reason why that shelter should not be extremely comfortable to you and you have your own space and your own freedoms to do what you want in that space. And so I definitely feel like boundaries are really important. Those are like the first boundaries that you learn, you know? Yeah. So if you struggle with setting those boundaries or or actually it's really more like the boundaries that you set are like people are struggling to respect those, you kind of like learn that that's okay in my mind. Yeah, definitely. And I think part of why I was so excited to talk about this episode is because it's something I recognize I really struggle with. Is like, how do I set boundaries? How do I know I need boundaries? And I definitely feel like a good chunk of my therapy has been about it. Yeah, could you talk more about that? Yeah, I'm going to kind of fast forward us a little bit, but there's different like levels of boundaries. So there's like rigid, which is where you're unwilling to compromise. You keep people at a distance and, you know, you're just really strict about them, which are also not healthy. And you had mentioned that you felt sometimes you created overly rigid boundaries, right? Yeah, I think especially... After having friendships with people where boundaries were like not established, I just found myself to have really, really intense rules for people almost is like Mm -hmm. instead of boundaries, it was like a set of like laws you had to follow. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's pretty natural to have. It's almost like reactive, you know, because you just don't want that feeling to happen again. And so you kind of create like a barrier. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that was how my boundaries were whenever I first started therapy, for sure. Yeah, and I have the opposite problem. So I suffer more from porous boundaries, which is like you struggle to say no. You find like your sense of self is dependent upon the opinions of others and like any sort of abuse or neglect, whatever level of it uh, comes about. You're just like, well, you know, if that's how they want to treat me, that's that's how I'm going to be treated. For sure. And then what do healthy boundaries look like? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great question, right? Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are going to be like hearing all of these and, you know, one or the other is sounding like them. And it's kind of I feel like it's person to person of finding, you know, what is the happy medium to you? Mm hmm. One thing I know is that when I find myself not compromising parts of myself for other people, so like not going out of my way to make other people comfortable, you know, and then feeling the ability to tell people when they've crossed a boundary. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that that's like that's the hardest thing is establishing the boundary and then like mm-hmm. nagging on about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because sometimes it really does feel like you're nagging, you know, Mm -hmm. and it other people's reactions might lead you to think, is this really that big of a deal? Like, do I really need to, like, keep telling this person this? And the answer is yes, you know, because if you at some point felt that it was a big deal, it continues to be a big deal no matter how other people make you feel about it. 
Yeah, exactly. Like your feelings about it are always valid, whether they can see that or Mm. not. Yeah. And someone that really respects you and respects your boundaries is going to like, they're going to recognize your feelings always. Yeah. I mean, like to use my boyfriend as an example, whenever I've set a boundary with him, he's been so cool about it that I was like almost suspicious you know, because <laughs> in, in past relationships, it was just like not an easy conversation. So then for it to be like with a mature adult, a pretty, you know, painless conversation, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, and then like on the flip side of that, you know, Noah and I kind of grew up together. Like we've been together since we were uh, like little babies whenever mm-hmm. I was just 20. And so... Like, he definitely would, like, try to establish some boundaries with me. And I'd be like, that's ridiculous. Like, he was like, don't call me stupid. And I was just like, well, you know it's a joke. Like, what are you so sensitive about? And that was definitely, like, me not respecting that boundary. To the point where I just kind of bullied him into just dealing with it. So, definitely not healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, yeah. you know, there there are like new boundaries that we have established, um, especially like with having our son, we kind of have to like establish boundaries with ourselves. And then mm. because we have clay, you know, those boundaries that we set with ourselves like have to be like regulated with the other person as well. So like if it's like I'm going to. Like, I need, like, at least a couple hours on Saturday or something to, like, do what I want to do. You know, can you support me in that? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, from my third person point of view, you guys do a pretty good job of that. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's something that we could work on for sure. Like, and Mm -hmm. I, but I think what's really important is that I know I recognize that. I'm pretty sure Noah recognizes that, that, like, um... Just like the requests that we have from each other are respected. And that's really what mm-hmm. it, uh, I think a boundaries are a lot is like you're asking for either someone not to do something or someone to do something like that, mm-hmm. we're, that in your mind is like going to help you in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And I kind of like where you're steering us where you were saying, you know, this is a way in which I have overstepped a boundary because, you know, I don't want our listeners to think that we are the end all be all like know it alls about boundaries. You know what I mean? I feel like it's something that you get better at, but you never get perfect at. Yeah. We're all human beings with like feelings and, you know, something that I struggle with a lot whenever I'm having conversations with Noah and he'll love that I'm saying this, um, that like he, (laughs) I, for some reason or another, just constantly feel attacked. And I like struggle getting over that like feeling like he's like, I'm trying to set a boundary with you. And I'm like, well, you do this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that is definitely like, I get very, very sensitive and very much like on defense whenever Mm -hmm. that discussion starts. And so that's definitely something that like, we need to work on for sure. Yeah, we're Noah and I, I think, which this is in my mind, a key to a long lasting relationship 
is that we're always willing to change with each other and grow like where we need to grow. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we're always willing to like come together to work on our relationship at any point in time. Yeah. Yeah. That's one in particular I don't find myself struggling with. And I think art school actually helped that a lot for me was like being under constant critique. Yeah. Because, I mean, it did get kind of personal sometimes. But my biggest struggle I have is something that I kind of didn't realize was overstepping other people's boundaries until, like, recently. Kind of reading through the research that we did for this. And it's called enmeshment. Which is when you, right off the bat, begin oversharing with new people. Oh my gosh, I do that all the time. Yeah, and it's like, it's almost as if in my mind... My goal is like, well, you know, I just want to feel close to someone new. But, you know, when you're doing it with someone you don't really know that well, it is like burdening them to like just like spew all your trauma real fast. (laughs) Yeah, I always like that's true for sure. And I feel like I try to talk about things that are very personal to me with people because... I'm trying to, like, make them feel these things that are happening are are normal or something. Like, talking about, like, my postpartum depression and just being, like, really upfront and honest with that. Because I'm hoping that, like, some person hears that and then is like, oh, so, yeah, I mean, I had that, too. Because I feel like there's a lot of times where we don't talk about that kind of stuff. But I definitely see how, like immediately being like and here's all the and then i was molested blah 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 is like not (laughs) the healthiest way to start a relationship yeah i think there's a difference between you know being kind of vague and wanting to like raise awareness about mental illness because i definitely do that a lot i'm like very open with people i haven't known very long that i'm bipolar but more of what i used to do is like kind of what you're talking about where it's like you get into real big details and you can kind of see the person's face when you're saying all this shit and you want to stop and then you just don't do you know what i mean you you can see them being like oh oh yikes um excuse me my phone is ringing i gotta go yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then you, like, see them dipping. Yeah, they're, like, climbing out the window. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, yes. I think that's, I think everybody, and there's no one in this world that's, like, amazing with boundaries. Because they're just, it's like, you're basically, I think at some point, it's like, okay, well, I don't like the way you do this or that. Or I need you to do this. And it's like, it's going against someone's like natural inclinations in the first place. So it's like you have to fight against yourself to like respect someone's boundaries in a way. Yeah, that's a great point because my reaction to being like, oh, I overshare was like, it was kind of being a little bit bratty, but I kind of was just like, well, I'm just never going to open up to anybody ever again, you know, which I think is kind of a natural reaction to be like, well, I'll just do the opposite of that. Which is also not the answer. (laughs) (laughs) So, and all that is to say, just love, like, how you think about boundaries can be maybe, like, don't be so rigid with it. It's not just like, hey, I don't want you to come in my room or I need you to just not call me at this time and this time. 
But like mm-hmm. boundaries can be like a myriad of things. And, you know, let's go back to what you were talking about, like the the recognizing that when you need boundaries and the questions you can ask yourself like to incorporate that. So the first one we talked about is, are you feeling overwhelmed by a certain friendship or relationship? I think that's a big one. But -hmm. then we also have, do you have an abstract feeling that you never have enough time? Yeah, I think that's a good one that indicates you might need to make, you know, boundaries with other people, but also make a boundary with yourself to be like, you know, if someone's asking you to take on a new project, or something to be like actually no sorry I don't have the time to do that mm-hmm. yeah for sure or even and also, like no go ahead well just like setting a boundary you know of you know every day I'm gonna take 15 minutes and just take a break you know and scroll or you know do something lighthearted that'll help you like feel like you had some time for yourself yeah, I definitely try to do that like as a a stay-at-home mom now. Mm. One thing that makes me feel better and makes me feel like I can sit and just scroll around is like having the house put together so I will like establish that like this like 15 minutes or so uh like while Noah is putting clay down for uh to bed that I am just going to like tidy up real quick so that after clay goes down to sleep, I do no work. Like nothing around the house. I'm like, that's a boundary I have with myself that I did struggle with and had to set up because I felt super overwhelmed for sure. Yeah. And I think another, if you're asking yourself, do I feel like I don't have enough time? It might also be an indicator of, you know, are you procrastinating or are you just not being really mindful with the time that you do have? I'm a really big procrastinator and I always feel like, oh my God, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. Where if I just did the thing, I'd have more time. Yeah, I was a really big procrastinator. And then like probably my, I mean, maybe it was just like my sophomore year where I like was able to get on top of that, you know, Mm -hmm. because like I feel like my senior year, I was amazing at it. Like I was doing stuff like way in advance and like had everything set up the day before it was due And, like, had everything, like, set up to film or shoot or do whatever, like, the week before. Yeah. Yeah, like, my show was pretty much finished, like, a week before it was going to be put up. And I think I was, like, one of the first shows, so. Yeah, that's crazy. My my show really happened, like, by the skin of my teeth. Like, I showed up at 4 a.m. the day of my show and then was still trying to do stuff at like 5.30 before my show (laughs) happened, like 5.30 in the afternoon, because I just like couldn't figure out how to do it better or also couldn't figure out like how to ask other people for help, you know, like Uh that was something I was really struggling with. Yes, I remember Noah took the day off of work to help me set up and I was just like, that was like right after we had gotten married too and I was like, yeah, pretty much have the most perfect husband in the world. I also remember right after you guys got married, because you got married in January, and then Valentine's Day, you called me, and you were, I don't even know if you remember this, you were like, I just have to brag about my husband real quick, because he drove to the school and put flowers on my car. I know, yes, flowers and chocolate, yes, yes. (laughs) It was just like, it's like, you know, those are like the classic Valentine's Day gifts from your loved one, and 
I and then the fact that he just like went out of his way to like make my very hectic senior year like memorable was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so sorry, I'm getting all mushy now. That that makes me just like so happy for you guys. I remember when you guys got married and then for a time after that, I just like got teary-eyed every time I saw you guys for like no reason. I was just like, oh my gosh, look who it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I think because I was like, I mean, <laughs> there probably wasn't a lot of people at Watkins. I remember the same, <laughs> the same like a uh, semester that I got married, I'm pretty sure Haley got divorced. And I was like, <laughs> you know, people are like doing other stuff than than this. Or like a lot of yeah. my classmates were much younger than me. So yeah, one like, in, one out. It, was, it was very uh, like strange that like, I remember I was like, Christy, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to miss next class because I have my honeymoon to go on. And she was like, do it. But anyway, let's get back on track. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Enough talking about my incredible relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, the next one. Oh, yeah. And I think we kind of talked about this, too. You feel your opinions or feelings are being overlooked by any number of parties? Yeah, for sure. That's a big one. Yeah, and I think one thing that I've run into with that is um, work, like at work. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with, like, creative jobs, you, like, in a meeting, if you just feel like, Jesus, nobody is fucking listening to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a problem, for sure. And I think it can also be, like, an indication of, like, a relationship that needs to work on that, for sure. Uh, romantic or otherwise, so. hmm And then recognize yourself falling back on familiar defense mechanisms. Could you explain that one to me? Yeah. So this is something that I do, and I we talked about it a little bit uh, a while ago, where if I feel a boundary has been crossed, I immediately fall back into, well, I'm just never going to, like, open up to them again, and I clearly need to, like, have more rigid boundaries, or kind of what you mentioned, where, you know, you start to get defensive. Yeah. And that's definitely a mechanism that you, at some point in your life, needed, And that's why you created it. Mm -hmm. And it comes back through when you begin to feel threatened again. Yeah, it makes me think about someone I know that just refuses to establish boundaries with people. And Mm -hmm. whenever those those, boundaries that she won't establish with you are crossed, it's like she'll just cut you out of her life straight up. Like, doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Mormon style. Yeah, yeah, you're I, you're dead to me. Yeah, you're excommunicated from my life. And it's just like, okay, great. Um, you know, this could easily just have been taken care of by just saying, hey, I, if you don't mind, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think for some people, it's an anxiety thing where it's like, gosh, you know, I just feel better never talking to them again rather than having one difficult conversation, which, you know, you might be missing out on some really great friendships that way. Yeah. And also this person I'm talking about is a family member. So it's like, well, I have to freaking see you at um, like family gatherings, stupid. Like, yeah, see you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, st- st- stop it. Uh, <laughs> 
And then, oh, the next, this next one we talked about like big time. Um, you find yourself oversharing with anyone you only recently met or don't know very well. So obviously, Angela and I have a huge problem with this. And then um, you feel accountability for others and their actions. Explain that one to me as well. You're you're much better with the boundaries than I am. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't I don't think that's true because you I've seen you set boundaries up in real time and been like, wow, I can't wait to be like that. You know what? When when did that happen? Well, just like with any of our mutual friends, if they asked you to do something and you were like, no, I'm busy, I was just oh, like, yeah. wow, that was like amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay, okay, that's what you're saying. But I think it's just like your brutal honesty was something I've always admired, you know? Yeah, I guess I always take that, like, that as really more just like me being very honest and just assuming that everyone appreciates that. (laughs) Yeah, which most people do, I feel. Yeah, I think so. But The good ones, for for sure. Oh, yeah, the good ones. For this feeling accountability for others and their actions might be that you have a lack of boundary between when I think of this one I usually think of romantic but it doesn't necessarily have to be that because I felt it with friends too where you feel so close to someone and you know you haven't kept like a separation between you and this other person that it happened to me a lot in school where like if they did poorly on a project I was like gee I wish I had helped them more when that's totally like not my problem yeah I think maybe I definitely had a problem with this whenever I was younger like if one of my friends was like not like being an idiot or like not doing this or not doing that it's like but now of course as I'm older I'm like whatever you do you boo I don't have time at all I have so little time so yeah and we're not saying like don't care for your friends or like you know don't care about the troubles that they're in but don't feel like their actions are any sort of reflection on you because it really has nothing to do with you. Oh yeah, for sure. You, you know, you can't control other people. You can only control like your responses to them. So Mm -hmm. it's the only thing you, you really have a hold on. And then we did talk about, we talked, kind of talked about the boundaries with yourself as far as time goes, but I Mm -hmm. love your addition of material. Money is a big, big problem for me. I love to buy things. I get like, I think I've said this in another episode where it's like, I totally and 100% like get, I don't understand addiction to a lot of things, but I could shop like a motherfucker. Like I could (laughs) just like, I mean, it's just like, it's a problem. And Noah actually had to try to set this boundary with me and I had such a terrible reaction it was Mm. not a good conversation and but then it ended up we turned it around it did end up being a good conversation and yeah I am actually right now currently trying to figure out what I can do to set my a boundary of spending money and it's not like I do anything crazy like I don't go out and make big purchases it's like a lot of little things where I'm like ooh, ooh, add to the Amazon cart ooh, Mm. and so Yeah, that's a big one for me right now, for sure. And so if you have um, any suggestions, uh, please email us at uh, welldontdothat.pod at 
Gmail, please, because I need it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's I put that one not just for you, but for myself too, because it's a pretty common symptom of when you're beginning to get manic mm-hmm. that you start shopping more, you start spending money more. Yeah, because, I. Oh no, go ahead. Well, it's just that instant gratification. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, and I think, um, and I you put possessions down. I feel like sometimes. And uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I have a really good relationship with my possessions. I think that I can, like, get rid of stuff pretty easily. I don't. you don't. You like to hold on to stuff. And I remember (laughs) helping you clear out of your apartment and being like, well, this is garbage, Angel. And you were like, (laughs) no, it's not. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely put possessions because, like, I'm definitely not a hoarder, but I do have trouble getting rid of material things. And uh, my therapist says, probably just to make me feel better, but she does say it's because, like, people that go through, like, a disaster that takes all of your things. Yeah, it makes total you, sense. You, like, struggle to get rid of things. But of no, course, I obviously. Actually, I actually have been a lot better because I'll just be like, you know, how I do it to, like, discern the garbage from the not garbage is... If I, you know, tried to sell this, would people pay money for it? And if nobody would pay any money for it, I throw it away. <laughs> nice. I think that's perfect. And then um, boundaries with others, emotional, intellectual, and physical. So I think we talked a lot about emotional boundaries. And then uh, I feel like, could you explain the intellectual one, please? Yeah. So when I think about the intellectual one, This is kind of, I mostly think of workplace stuff where if you have a really good idea and maybe outside of a meeting, you tell it to someone and then they bring it up in the meeting as if it were their own. So it's kind of like respecting your own ideas and then making sure that other people are respecting them too. Okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, because sometimes I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, Noah, uh, I had this great idea, blah, 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 blah. And then like a week will go by and then he'll be like, hey, Parker, I had this great idea. And it's this it's suspiciously the same exact idea that I had. You inceptioned him. Yes. You like planted it so deep. And, and now I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's a really great idea for sure, babe. We should definitely get right on that. Um, <laughs> but no, definitely. I see how that could be important if, in a work environment for sure. Well, also, like, in a relationship, because, I mean, I've already dragged him through the mud, but my ex would do this thing where he was, like, slowly becoming me, and, like, I would hear him say things that I had said before to other people as if he had, like, invented them, and, like, listening to the same music as me, and, like, wearing (laughs) my clothes if they fit him, like, my sweaters and shirts, and it was, like... (sighs) That was a, a place in which I just needed some space to, like, separate my yeah. mind from his mind. He was like, also, could you, like, unhinge your jaw and just, like, crawl up in there? <laughs> Please. Which cool. I think uh, you and I are both, you know, unashamedly some alpha females. I feel like, you know, every once in a while you do attract someone that's just, like, they just want to, like, barnacle themselves to you. <laughs> Yeah, horrifying. Uh, Yes, those are called losers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then the the physical boundaries, which I already kind of talked about with, like, clay. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that I want to establish some physical boundaries. And and because I feel like physical boundaries is something that we learn and are, like, very important um, whenever you're younger because establishing them, like, you know, full on is going to be important in the future. Like, you know, I like to ask people if I can hug them um, because yeah. that's, like, a more intimate, uh, you know, way to say goodbye or hello. And so then if they... You know, especially with my friends that I know that are, like, a little more, like, not into the whole touch thing, I always like to just ask. And even, and I think, and I've never had anybody say no. And I think it's because if you, just the action of asking is, like, already respecting their physical boundary. So then they're willing to, like, go the extra step to, like, you know, kind of, like, come to your level in the physicality of things. Yeah, and I kind of like about COVID that there's like this six feet thing because I really only like to hug the people I know very, very well. Mm-hmm. Like it's a big it's a big deal for me to hug somebody. So And you're in the South and so hugging is like everybody hugs. Yeah, which I've never really been a fan of because my parents are both from the north, so you know, there's that level of get the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, that instinctive, please don't touch me. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, I can, it's like, especially in, in the South and I'm sure in many other places, it can be really hard to like establish those physical boundaries with people. Yeah. Like my stepdad is British as fuck. And when we first met, he did like the hug with the kiss on the mouth thing, which it was very, very brief, but I was like, whoa. And I had to actually like tell him like, um, I know that that's like maybe a cultural thing for you, but I'm definitely not comfortable with it. Yeah, I know I am that any sort of like physical thing. I like that kind of stuff does not bother me just because I think it's like, um, uh, you know, I don't think the listeners know this, but like I'm my mom is Persian. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole side of the family is like kiss, kiss, kiss. It's yeah. always the double kiss. Sometimes the like quadruple kiss if you're like lucky. Um, but it's always like it's there's always kissing. There's always oh cheek pinching. And so that definitely was like something that it was like, so I, so in what I'm saying is that like your physical boundaries are like very much established, like at a young age, I feel like. So that's why I want to like try to respect Clay's boundaries and teach him about that. So. Yeah. And I mean, I think most of us have been in a position where it's like, all right, now go hunk your uncle, you know, go hug your uncle David. And it's like, you know, I'm four and I don't really want to hung this strange man, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yes. That's the big one I think is like just not forcing your kid to like hug someone they don't want to for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, we should go into like how to construct boundaries because that's like the hardest thing of this all. Like, no matter who you're constructing your boundaries with, but, like, how can you say it? Especially if you're dealing with someone who maybe doesn't have, like, your level of emotional maturity Mm. can be hard. Um, I actually want to, if you don't mind, before we go into this, um, I would love to talk about uh, the boundary that I just had to make with my friend. Cheyenne, she's so beautiful and so kind and understanding. She got married yesterday. Um, 
And I was supposed to be her matron of honor. And I had to call her a couple of weeks before the wedding, um, especially since the numbers have gotten bad. Uh, that's where we are in time right now. Probably we'll be listening to this much later. And hopefully we're like, it's everything's getting better. But <laughs> uh, right now, things are not getting better. They're getting worse. And so I had to call her and tell her that I would not be able to make it to her wedding. And I just, I just set it up straight. I was just like, I just don't feel comfortable, but you know, my, I am just brokenhearted that I can't do this, that I can't come and see this day with you and, and, and be there for you. Like, I want to be there for you. And just like, I felt so guilty and so terrible. And she was really, really, really understanding about it. And it was like, you know, that's the kind of friendship that you need. And also she, I, you know, like, she was doing all of this while I was like, you know, she she got engaged whenever I was pregnant and she was really understanding of like everything that with my pregnancy and everything like that. And mm -hmm. it's just like she's definitely like class A friend. And I was so worried about like establishing this boundary. And my mom was just like, well, remember, it's all about communicating how much you love her. Mm. And like, you know, the boundary is is second to that. And so that that was really, and I thought like, oh, mom, you so smart, like, <laughs> <laughs> of course it's about that. Um, and so it was it was really easy for me to set that boundary, and I think it's been because of years and years and years of therapy and practicing boundaries with people um, that I and and also year, years of our friendship mm. that we were able to do that. So. That's just a, a really simple example of setting a boundary. There's nothing complicated about it. There was no ill will. Um, yeah. So it's it definitely can be done uh, because that's a big one. She could have easily been really, really mad at me. And she wasn't. She was very cool about it. Yeah, I think I, I really love that example because I think there's going to be a lot of listeners no matter when you're listening to this, that, you know, you're thinking of a time in the future or the past where you have had to let someone know you can't come to something because it's a crazy time right now. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I know we're going through a global pandemic right now, but like sometimes you're going through your own personal pandemic <laughs> where you're like, <laughs> you know, your world's kind of crashing around you and like somebody's asking you to show up and you just really can't. And that's okay too. And, yeah. and just letting them know that uh, can be really important. So yeah, I think be firm. Uh, don't mm. feel the need to defend yourself, but be kind as well. Keep the focus on yourself, obviously, because you don't want to be like, okay, well, you're doing this. Because I think that's going to help somebody you know, be more reasonable to talk to. Yeah. And kind of one thing I like to do is like focus on my own feelings of how things have made me felt. And, you know, I'm careful to avoid, well, you did this and it made me feel like this and just be like, you know, right now I feel like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I try not to use like a you all the time. You this and you that, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Just make it about yourself for sure. Um, give warnings to a boundary that's been broken. I would say don't like something that I think Noah and I struggle with is that like, I will break a boundary with Noah and he will immediately be like, Oh, you do this all the time, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know, a little helpful, like reminder would be great. 
you know, like a non-accusatory, non-attacking little like, hey, girl, um, which is what Noah calls me all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just like a little like I, I just think you can do it without being attacking. Mm-hmm. But sometimes whether you do it super nice or not, the person, the other person's going to feel attacked no matter how amazing you are at communicating. So yeah, yeah, just kind of be a little prepared for that. And know that it's probably not going to last very long. Like that's going to be a short lived anger frustration. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And so one thing that like my therapist gave to me that uh, I wanted to talk about it's interpersonal effective skills and it's called dear man. So like if you're just like learning, it says, I'll just read from it straight up. Learning to get along with others while also asserting your own needs is essential to healthy relationships. And that's just a boundary right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be difficult to balance your own needs and the needs of others. Uh, how can you get what you need without being aggressive or neglecting of the needs of others. So there are three sets. The first one is, is dear man. It's objective effectiveness. So the first one is describe, use clear and concrete terms to describe what you want. So like, could you clean? Don't say that. Cause like, could you do the dishes before going to bed? So you're like establishing facts, right? Mm-hmm. And then express, that's the E of dear feelings. Uh, let others know how a situation makes you feel by clearly expressing your feelings. You already talked about this, Angel. Mm-hmm. I feel blank because blank. And then assert. Just, you know, don't 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 beat around the bushes. Like, just do say what you need, right? Just, mm. like, whenever I told Shane I couldn't come to the wedding, I was like, listen, I can't. I can't come to the wedding. I'm so sorry. Reinforce. So, like... <laughs> it's kind of a way to like get people to do what you want. So you're going to like reward a person who is responding well. So like if you're already have gone through these like hardcore describe, express and assert that they're like, okay, yeah, I can definitely do that. You, you know, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I so appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mindful is the M. Now we're getting into the man part of it. (laughs) Don't forget the objective of the interaction. So yeah, don't lose focus. I think don't get sidetracked. And especially this is like this man part is how like to react whenever someone then becomes defensive, right? Mm -hmm. Appear, appear confident. So like, don't, Lose eye contrast, like think about your body. Oh, sorry, eye contact, eye contact. Think about your body language and then yeah. uh negotiate. So, like, okay, well then how can we like come to a compromise on this? Like, if you're not willing to do the exact thing that I said, how can we work it out where we both get what we want? So that's the dear man. I just found that really, really helpful. My therapist and I kind of ran through each one. And whenever we did that, it was like writing down, okay, well, what's your problem? Right? Mm. Like, what mm-hmm. what do I want to try to tell this person? Then it was like molding it into something that's like more digestible for them. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I like that because like I knew bits and pieces of that, but I'd never seen it put so concisely and with an acronym you can remember. I mean, I love that. Yeah. And I will post this on our socials Mm -hmm. um, for anyone. So we'll definitely put that out there with this Uh, because it's super important. Um, And I don't know, I didn't really go through these give ones. Oh, yeah. So then these other ones are just about like fostering positive interactions with the person. So it's just about like, if they're kind of respecting your boundary like how can you just like do this in an effective way so it goes in with the dear man so like the relationship effectiveness comes with the give which stands for gentle interested valid and easy so Mm. uh like easy would be try to have an easy attitude smile acting lighthearted. like this is all just like social stuff that we already know that can go with the dear man like whenever you're trying to establish uh the one but the one i love a lot is the if you're interested in this obviously go to the social so you can check out this if you if this is like you know you need any kind of help with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. the self-respect effectiveness of fast so the first one is be fair not only to others but yourself Ooh, yeah like what do we always say you know the most important relationship is with yourself like don't And then apologies, the A stands for apologies. Don't apologize unless it's warranted. Like don't Mm. apologize for making a request, having an opinion or disagreeing with someone. That's Mm. totally, oh my God. Everybody does that too. Yeah. Over apologizing is like, everybody does that, you know, and then how can you kind of take like in this relationship where you're trying to establish healthy boundaries, how can you, you know, not apologize for the very simple requests that you are making. It says S is stick to values. So don't compromise your values just to be liked or to get what you want. Stand up for what you believe in. Mm. Yeah, this is my favorite one because I also like the last part. Truthful, avoid dishonesty, such as exaggeration, acting helpless as a form of manipulation or outright lying. Um. Yeah. The trifecta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will do this with Noah sometimes. Like, if he is trying to make a request from me, I will just be like, I don't, oh, okay, I mean, whatever. Uh, you do this or you do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I definitely yeah. will, like, over-exaggerate an issue that we're having or something. Yeah, I think I do the avoiding the truth one. I definitely, like, beat around the bush where I'm like, Gosh, I just really don't want to hurt your feelings, so I'm just going to, like, pretend I'm not upset about this. Yeah, and I think the most important thing to remember with all of this, like, period, is that you set the boundary. Mm. You do not control how the person reacts to that boundary. And don't doubt yourself. Like, if you know you've gone through all of these steps to, like, properly talk to someone about your boundaries and like what you need from them, then, you know, you've already put that out there. And if they cannot like put up their side of the deal and, you know, respect that boundary that you've very reasonably established, then that's on them. And that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe the hardest boundary I've ever had to set was with my mom about therapy because It was either she would, like, ask me what I had talked about 
or, you know, asked if I had talked about her in therapy. And then the other one that was even more troubling to me was she would like give me tips on what I should talk about in my therapy. Like from her point of view, like what I was struggling with the most. And I kind of just had to be like, you know, therapy is my time. And I don't always want to like give you a recap. And I don't always, you know, want to talk about the things you want me to talk about. Right. You know? Yeah, of course. Like that makes total sense. And that's, you know, that's just a quick like, hey, you know, I don't need tips on my own therapy. Thank you, though. Like, And I know she probably meant it from, like, a place of caring. You know, like, I think she probably thought she was helping, like, draw my attention to things I didn't notice or something. But, yeah, once I said it, she was like, you know what? I thought about it, and that was not cool of me. And I apologize, which was, like, the best case scenario, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the hardest boundary that I'm still working on is with Noah's family. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to have an episode about this in the future, but just like two families coming together can be super strange because they're not, that family is not acting like how your family does. And it can be very awkward, but like, you know, Noah's parents are not together. And so like, they will be like, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do Thanksgiving or Christmas or this or that? And I'm just like, no, like, you're not going to see me Thanksgiving and you're not going to see me Christmas, not the day, because I'm not like, you know, trucking my butt all across. Yeah, ferrying, yeah, ferrying you know, between the two. Yeah, Davidson County, like, it's just not happening. And so, and also other things where, like, I feel like, you know, especially when I was pregnant, I definitely felt like a little incubator. Uh, with their family because it was like either conversation was about being pregnant or it was just like completely ignored where it was like Mm. okay well I guess you're just waiting on this baby because now that like now that Clay's born you know I definitely hear from some people more where it's just like "Mm, okay well I guess all you needed was I don't know a reason to like connect with us that's so strange to me Mm. but uh and I'm still working on that for sure but the boundaries of like no I can't be here no I can't do this those are really easy for me so I'm like "Uh, no that's not happening and those I'm like kind of you know maybe don't like word in the best way but I do try to come up with other solutions so like okay well can you do Christmas Eve or can you do this can you do that so I try to I try to like compromise uh, with those boundaries Yeah, I had a friend set a boundary with me where, like, after my breakup, I was just, like, nonstop talking shit. Or not even talking shit, just, like, talking about my feelings and stuff with it. And we were, like, driving, like, to a bar or something late one night. And she was like, no offense, I don't want to hear about that anymore. And it was, like, such a cool and, like, admirable thing that she was just, like, Let's talk about something else. Like, I know you're going through it, but I feel like I've paid my dues in, like, listening to you talk about that. And I respected that so much and have since, like, had to do that with people where I was just like, I cannot emotionally handle this problem that you're having anymore, you know? Like, I think maybe a therapist or your mom or someone else might be better to talk to about this than me. So, yeah, that was an example that I think about pretty frequently. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good a good way to point out like positively taking 
someone's boundary and, and like, you know, kind of letting it influence how then you establish boundaries. That's kind of yeah, a cool example. At the time I felt like a shit bag. Mm. You know what I mean? Like at the time I was definitely like, God, I really just don't know how to shut the fuck up right now. Do I? Cause I think I was a little manic. So sometimes it is hard to just like stop talking. Just end of, but afterwards I was just like, gosh, like what a badass. Like I've definitely seen you do that to people too, where you're just like, Hmm. I'm not really that interested in that. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Like, that is so admirable to me to just like, you know, you don't always have to be nice to people, you know? Like, sometimes you can just like tell it how it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I Well, I think that was, that was a pretty good uh, convo about boundaries. Um, definitely email us. We want to hear about any boundaries that you're struggling with or boundaries that you're struggling setting mm-hmm. or any ones that you like, if you just want a little personal shout out to yourself, cause you're so amazing and you set your boundary and you're so smart. Please email us. Well, at, well, don't do that. Dot pod P O D at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Uh, would love some interaction on that front. So, and then I think we've decided we're going to make this a whole series because last week we talked about mental health. This week we're talking about boundaries. And so I think Mm -hmm. we're going to keep on talking about all of the beautiful little building blocks on your, on your foundation of amazing relationships. So you know, make sure you tune back in so you can hear all those things because it's not just relationships with other people. We say this all the time. It's the relationship with yourself. So important. So important. Don't forget about that. So you can also follow us. Do you have anything else you want to, well, real quick, do you have anything else you want to say, Angel? I know. I feel like I always have like that last little tidbit I have to get in there, but I do do have a last little tidbit about like, when you've set a relationship and you've had a relationship, when you've set a boundary and you've had that boundary for a while, it's natural for it to like change or shift. So I feel like sometimes you feel like maybe you're abandoning or like losing a little bit of respect for yourself when you find you don't need a boundary anymore, but that's totally normal. I just want to sprinkle that in. I love it. No, I think that's a great way to kind of close out boundaries for sure. Um, So then, yeah, if you want to see, especially if you want to see the handouts, make sure you go to Facebook. Um, We're at, well, don't do that pod, P-O-D, and also on Instagram at, well, don't do that dot pod. And uh, yeah, we would just love to interact with you guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. And yeah, tune in next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.